check one, check two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Stu Show. Is that so? Thanks for your view. Even more if you cash out. Flowers like me will sit to bring your rap back. Blitz beats like fourth and goal on the one. Y'all punk fake. I block your field goal, son. Day and night game on grass and coliseum. Flows to your dome. Close caption to read it. Instant replay for highlights. You see them. Sports commentate and slang hip hop weight. They suck vape my float like crushed grapes. Bottle and preserve like all the finer herbs. Spices, vices, one of the nicest. Nicely takes the cake like ice cream. And welcome back to another action packed episode of the Rob You Sports Stew Show. NFL preseason, week one. That's right, y'all. All my NFL fans, it's almost that time again to kick off another season of NFL football. So I figure what better way to start it off, kick it off, than to give y'all my early week one picks going into the first games of the season and also recap some of the top storylines from the preseason and the offseason. So as many of y'all probably know, recently there was another Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And this Hall of Fame class was different than the other ones because they combined two different classes together. They combined the Hall of Fame class of 20 and also the Hall of Fame class of 21. So in in these presentations and awards, some of the top players of the Hall of Fame class of 20 were wide receiver Isaac Isaac Bruce of the St. Louis Rams, wide receiver Harold Carmichael, running back Edgerin James for the Colts, who was a a nice, versatile running back, can run and also receive out the backfield. The hard-hitting safety Troy Palomalu from the Steelers, who had that great timing of jumping the line and getting blisses and making key plays and turnovers. Donnie Shell, the defensive back of the Raiders, and also two of the more popular and successful coaches of the 90s, Bill Cowher of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who led those Steelers teams and got those got that championship and got to the championship game, and also Jimmy Johnson, who recently made up with owner Jerry Jones. Who was happy that Jerry Jones would finally let him into the Cowboys' ring of honor? And Jimmy Johnson's reply was, "While I'm still alive, but yes, Jimmy Johnson led those Cowboys teams with Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and that stout, strong defense and those great offensive lines. And he was very successful in the NFL before he began butting heads with the owner Jerry Jones, which eventually led to him leaving and Jones regretting the whole thing went down." And then there was the Hall of Fame class of 2021, headlined by superstar receivers like Calvin Megatron Johnson, the big body, fast, strong, good hand, good, reliable, handy receiver Megatron Johnson, Calvin Johnson, who spent his entire career with the Detroit Lions and famously retired before, while he still had plenty more ability for lack of loving the game or feeling like his organization was making progress. And then on top of that, 
once he decided to hang up the cleats, the Detroit Lions came back after him for some money they paid him in bonuses. So that relationship was definitely soured and hasn't healed to this day. But Calvin Megatron Johnson was one of the top receivers in the 2000s who had that size and that speed and was one of the all-time greats, obviously, making it to the Hall of Fame. And then there was the safety John Lynch of the Tampa Bay Bucks, who's now in the front office of the 49ers. And Lynch was a part of that defense with the Tampa Bay Bucks that won that Super Bowl, known for his hard hits and great, great, great awareness at safety. Then we have the super dominant cornerback lockdown, versatile Charles Woodson, 09 defensive player of the year, nine Pro Bowls, four time All Pro. And Charles Woodson, the cornerback out of Michigan, he could do it all. He was one of those similar to Deion Sanders type of vein of cornerback, but he was more physical and would get tackles and even sacks. Late in his career, he moved to safety as a cornerback. You know, he had so many accolades and so much success in his early days in Michigan, winning the Heisman Trophy, get, catching a one-handed interception, coming to the league, being able to contribute on offense, but they never really called on him to play cornerback, play punt return or kick return like that. But you know, in the football video games, we used to change, him to change, change his position all the time. But Charles Woodson, one of those all-time great cornerbacks. Then we have Peyton Manning, the legendary quarterback. Did so much for the Colts and also for the Denver Broncos organization. The field general, known for his Omaha audible, rather he's bluffing or calling it for real. Five-time MVP, seven-time All-Pro. Also got the Super Bowl late in his career with the Broncos. And Peyton Manning, coming from that Manning lineage, you know he gets a very clean rap with the with the media. So he never he caught a little flack, but he didn't catch a lot of flack when there were rumors of him taking it, you know him taking some kind of for some form of some form of steroids or whatever he was supposedly using after his neck surgery, which supposedly he said that was his wife's medication and he didn't want to get into personal things, but. Peyton Manning was still a great quarterback, regardless of if he had some things he tried to sweep under the rug or whatever the situation was. Then there was the Cowboys, Drew Peterson, Drew Pearson, the wide receivers, the original number 88, who made that number so famous in those 70s Cowboys heydays. And last but not least, Alan Fennick of the guard from the Steelers, Jets, and Cards. And those are just some of the players who were inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame 20 and 2021. And now that we've got past the Hall of Famers, we're on to the 2021 season. And before we even get into the season, I know you might be watching this because you have a team you're rooting for, and you have a team that you grew up admiring, or a team that you like, or maybe you're just a bandwagon person, or maybe you more like, like myself, you just love the game. You just like to see the competitiveness, the chess match, the matchups, the players, the rosters, the, the execution, the playbooks, the play calls. But for all of you fans watching, and some of y'all may want to leave a comment on this in, this in the comments, who is your favorite team and why? 
or is it just a team that you just like because it's your girlfriend's team or it's your boyfriend's team or you from that city or how did you begin how did you become a fan of the team that you are rooting for for this coming season or are you somebody who roots for players and regardless of what team it is if the player that you like goes to that team you're gonna you're gonna root for that team well I'll answer that question myself when I was coming up as a youngster I went to my first NFL game and it was a Falcons game. So originally, my father took us to a Falcons game and I became a fan of the Falcons. This was like maybe in the early 80s. We had the red jerseys. And then we went to another game later, in the, later on in the eras, but this was like the Deion Sanders era. So that was like the prime time Falcons when MC Hammer was at the game. And then, you know, the Falcons had the Dirty Bird era with Jamal Anderson, Ray Buchanan, Chris Chandler, and you know, they went to the Super Bowl, and it was, a, it was a good game, but, you know, they just didn't didn't pull out the victory. But um, it, was a nice, it was a nice run for the Falcons. Then there was, of course, the Michael Vick era, and that was that was an experiment, experience and a lot of excitement there as well. And some of the other teams I, I might have cheered for were the Cowboys when I was younger, when they had Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin, and they also got Deion Sanders. And some of the teams I, I admire now, not so much root for, but just the way they handle the front office and the organization. It's like the Ravens, the Patriots, and just the 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 the, the loyalty and the professionalism of the Pittsburgh Steelers in their front office and their fan base, similar to the Browns fan base and the Raiders fan base. You have those fan bases that just love the team and they really show the team a lot of support. And that's the kind of fan bases that you want. So, rather you're a Fairweather fan or a loyal fan, who is your favorite team and why? Just asking. Just asking. I'm not trying to get personal. But, here's some of the top NFL storylines coming into the preseason. What is the COVID coercion curiosity controversy? As several players have recently been asked the questions by the media if they were vaccinated or not. Recently, some players have have been COVID positive and had COVID, such as Lamar Jackson, who's supposedly reportedly had it for a second time. But there's been interviews where players have spoken out, like Kirk Cousins, who lost the hospital endorsement from his hometown because of his decision not to take or approve of the vaccine. Also, Cole Beasley, the Buffalo Bills, speaking out about it. And recently I heard Cam Newton was interviewed in a, in a post-practice interview. He was questioned about COVID and the vaccine. And he just said he'd rather prefer not to answer it. So there have been speak, some players speaking out also about the players who aren't vaccinated, but the NFL does have a high vaccination rate. The players who aren't vaccinated have to wear some kind of wristbands, and that makes them feel a little discriminated against or whatever. But so far, there have there hasn't been a lot of COVID spreading amongst the team, so that's been a positive for the league right there. So to V or not to V, that is the question for some of these players who have been hesitant to take the vaccine, <clears throat> allegedly. Another key topic. Another key topic, mental health. <clears throat> and <coughs> will the NFL do more 
for the players to protect their mental health. As we've seen over the offseason and since the Super Bowl, we've seen former wide receiver Vincent Jackson allegedly or apparently commit suicide. We've seen Richard Sherman have emotional outbursts with his in-laws and his wife. And we've also witnessing the ongoing situation of Deshaun Watson and various other players who may have been arrested or in police custody over this offseason. What would the NFL do to try to curb some of the mental issues some of these players may be facing? How would the NFL try to make it a little easier or a little better for these players to where they're not getting in trouble over the offseason or having emotional outbursts or carrying out some things they do on the field against women or other citizens. Because the NFL has a lot of like slogans and initiatives where they try to supposedly help people. But they also have to remember they have to help the players. And some of these players may be struggling with with mental, mental issues or anger issues or who knows. So just something the NFL may want to consider. And also, they may want to change the name of the protective gear from helmet to head protection. Because just the word helmet, if you break it down, helmet. So when you see about CTE, some of these men are meeting hell with the brain damage they the brain damage they sustain with the helmet. So just something to think about. Or maybe they need more padding on the outside of the helmet so we can try to protect these players' brains and preserve them. In other news, the 17-game season with 18 weeks is now upon us as the NFL adds another week to the NFL season and also adds more playoff teams to make it more open, I guess, to make it more inviting for the playoff season to have an extra team there, more revenue generated. Now there will only be two teams, one team in each division, that will have a bye week. Man, some of the top NFL roster quarterback battles to look out for as Aaron Rodgers finally returns to Green Bay to take the helm from home, from love. We have Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And who will come out the gate for the 49ers? Will it be the veteran Garoppolo or the young gunslinger Trey Lance who also has some nice wheels? Then we have New Orleans with Jameis Winston in QB number seven. And who will take the helm now that Drew Brees is gone? And what will what will the New Orleans Saints offense look like? Or will they use the gadget player and Jameis Winston at the same time? So we'll see how that Saints offense is going to be starting out the season, especially with the loss of Michael Thomas. Then we have Carr and Mariota. And maybe Mariota will just be like a changeup for Carr or certain plays when they want to do some zone read or give the defense a different look. I don't really think there's a QB competition between those two. But for Tua and Brissett, I think Brissett, as the veteran in, in Miami behind Tua, can see some of the young players' flaws and maybe help him improve. Or if he does have to get pulled some games or suffers an injury, Brissett will be ready to come in and lead the, lead the Dolphins down the field. And also we have in Chicago... Dalton and Fields. Well, Fields has been looking, uh, supposedly he's been looking great in practice and doing all the things that he needs to do to make himself the, the game one, day one starter. But 
are the Bears ready to throw him in there, or do they want to ease him in there to try to cater to his confidence and not put him in a bad situation too early in his career? He may not be prepared for, unless they feel he is prepared for. And how will Andy Dalton respond, or will he just be ready to come out whenever they pull him out if he's not being productive? But here are some of my top AFC and NFC contenders as we go into 2021. Number one in the AFC, in my opinion, of course, the Chiefs with that offense. I don't think they lost anything. I just think that they retooled on offensive line, so they're going to protect Mahomes better. And he won't be running around like he was in Super Bowl. And then we have the Patriots. Now that they've got some weapons for Cam, and Cam's had some time to digest the playbook. I think the Patriots are going to be a sneaky good team this year in the AFC. And we have the Bills, who will be probably trying to improve off of that success they had last year. And they're probably going to do some nice things this year. And we have the Browns, with Baker Mayfield and the receiving and running back tandems. So they're going to definitely be one of the top contenders. We also have the Ravens, with Lamar Jackson in that running game. And some additional receivers added as well. And we have the Titans with the running backs. And now they have Julio Jones to go along with A.J. Brown and Tannehill. So Titans are also going to be a sneaky good team on offense this year, in my opinion. And my last two teams to round out the AFC contenders will be the Miami Dolphins and the Las Vegas Raiders, who definitely have a lot of firepower going into 2021. And in the NFC, of course, number one is going to be the Buccaneers coming off that Super Bowl championship last season. They have to be the number one NFC contender. Then we have the Rams, now with Stafford leading the offense, and that's defense still stout and probably improved somewhat. Then we have the Packers with Aaron Rodgers looking to build off of last week, last year's MVP season. We have the Washington football team with that super stout defense, and maybe they may get some things going on offense this year as well. Then we have the Saints, who offensively may be a mystery, but we know Sean Payton knows how to put it together, and he has enough pieces there to make something happen. And we have the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, and they're gonna they're gonna do what they go what they're supposed to do. It's just how will the defense hold up, and will they have a, a will they have a consistent running attack to go along with those nice receivers and Russell Wilson. And the last two NFC contenders, in my opinion be the San Fran 49ers with now rookie Trey Lance coming into the fold with that machinery and that nice receivers using reverses and misdirection nice running back with the, the running core they have there and also good coaching and then we have the Arizona Cardinals looking to build on last year's success of Murray now bringing in A.J. Green to go along with with Hopkins and also with an improving defense. So these are my top NFC and AFC contenders. So look out for these teams this year because I believe these are going to be some of the heavy hitters in the league this year, in my humble opinion. Some of the top defenses to watch for in fantasy or otherwise, definitely, this is in no particular order, definitely the Washington football team with the things that... Chase Young is doing and that, that solid, stout front seven. Definitely the LA Rams, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've brought in 
some help with the uh, rush as far as Melvin Ingram coming in with the Steelers. And you have Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. So that's a nice, that's a nice players at key positions. New England definitely bringing back those COVID standout, COVID holdout players. And building on the success of J.C. Jackson, the, the young cornerback. And also having Stephon Gilmore in the fold. So look out for those Patriots. Also bringing in the linebacker, Judon. Tampa Bay Bucks, another another good style defense. Also Chicago Bears, led by Mack. Cleveland Browns now adding some extra blitzing with Clowney to go along with the front seven. And also, last but not least, the Miami Dolphins, one of those sneaky good defenses. Some of the top offenses to watch, in my opinion, this year will definitely be the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Titans, the Rams, the Patriots, the Saints, the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, and also the Arizona Cardinals. So those will be some of the top offenses to watch. In other news, like I spoke on before, we had the Richard Sherman issue over the offseason where he was seen on recorded on camera on and it was some kind of some kind of disruption at the home of an in-law where he was trying to knock on the door breaking the door or whatever so definitely wasn't a good look for him especially with such a fiery personality as we've seen him express himself speaking to Aaron Andrews and she looked a little surprised that he was as vocal and outspoken as he was but you know, it's a physical game, and I think a lot of the pounding and hits that players take, I think it does add up. And I think it does make players, especially players who are used to getting hit or use their head to hit or take a lot of physical abuse. I think sometimes those players want to lash out or they just, they just, they take so much that it, it becomes that they're kind of, in, they're kind of holding these feelings in. So they have to eventually let out the frustration and the, the emotion of taking all that punishment physically. That's from just my humble opinion. But hopefully things will clear up for Richard Sherman. He's still one of those free agents out there. But who knows if he's in a place mentally or uh, mentally or emotionally to play right now. But hopefully everything improves for him. Another news with Deshaun Watson is... Is just not looking good for him right now. I think recently he's had accusers calling out the NFL for their investigation and interview process. Not to mention some of the women who have been or who have allegedly gave him massages have begun going online to social media and YouTube to speak on details of what type of things he may be interested in and some of the things he may have asked them to do. And he also recently lashed out to a camera crew asking him why they're recording him because he's just doing the same S every day. So I think he's beginning to feel some frustration and knowing that things are not really going to go his way in this situation. And I think it would be best and wise for him to just come clean and maybe apologize to the ladies and just try to resolve the situation rather than have it linger on and on because I think the more things linger on the more stuff is going to start to come out with rumors and gossip and different different platforms and it's just going to I think it's going to really uh, it's going to really ruin his reputation more than it already is and it's already pretty damaged already just by the things that have been said and 
recorded and spoken and you know these women have filed char they filed com complete police complaints so with all these women saying the same thing it just couldn't be something that was just made up and maybe the Houston Texans were protecting him from this before but once he requested the trade or said he didn't want to be there they just went ahead and just threw him to the wolves but who knows what the truth really is but they damaged his trade value which is probably why they can't hold they can't really play him right now because they want to wait and see what they can get for him but with these legal issues lingering a lot of teams are hesitant to take a chance with him so he's fourth string quarterback right now just because they don't want him to get in the game and get hurt because then they definitely can't trade him so he'll probably see a lot of games where he doesn't dress out this season if he's still with them or just stays on the commissioner's exempt list if that ever happens because there's been a lot of rumors and mumbling that the NFL is not doing its part with the Deshaun Watson situation because he's one of the more high profile players and one of the future faces of the league maybe the NFL is dragging their feet or trying to make it as these women were at fault one of the questions asked was supposedly what the masseuse was wearing as she gave him the massage as if that matters so I think eventually Roger Goodell will have to bite the bullet and either decide to put Watson on the exempt list or suspend him until these cases and everything is resolved because there's just too much negative press and too much things coming out tarnishing and blemishing the NFL shield rather Goodell wants to admit it or not and there's the truth out there and the truth will eventually come to light so we'll see what happens with Judge Goodell and the NFL steeple court and will he punish Deshaun Watson and the other news I'm just saying this because it seems that under the personal misconduct policy Deshaun Watson has obviously committed some misconduct but in other news some of the top week one matchups to watch out for are going to be the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That should be a nice one. Arizona Cardinals versus Tennessee Titans. That looks good as well. The Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that's going to be a good game as well. And also the Green Bay Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. So that's just some of my favorite who I think are going to be the best games of week one. But coming up in block two of the Rob New Sports 2 show, y'all know what time it is. Feral Knicks picks, where I give you the complete week one matchups for week one of the 2021 season early in August. So keep it locked. Be right back. And welcome back. To the Rob U Sports Stew Show NFL 2021 Week 1. Let's take a look at some of the games. So, the kickoff game Thursday night, September 9th, 8.20 p.m. Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Brady Bucks. Tampa Brady. So, in this game, I believe the Cowboys offense will have some success. But it's, I think it's going to be that Cowboys defense that won't be able to slow down the Tampa Bay offense. 
and also the Tampa Bay defense will eventually, I believe, get after the Cowboys. So I'm going to go Cowboys 19, Tampa 27. And then we have Sunday games, September 12th, 1 p.m., Arizona at Tennessee. Now, this is one of my games of the week just because of the matchup, the players involved, the weapons, the playbooks, the coaches. So this game is going to be, I believe, it's going to be a close one. should be pretty action-packed. But in this game, I believe Tennessee will be able to hold off the Cardinals in a competitive game to edge them with Cardinals 24, Titans 27. But this would be a good game, I believe. Then we have Jacksonville at Houston. And I think Jacksonville is going to be a mystery offensively until we get an idea of how they're going to use their their rookie quarterback. And also what the offense scheme is going to be with Urban Meyer returning to football after so many years. And he previously coached in college. So how is he going to bring a pro type of system or will it be more of a spread? We'll see. But... Also with the Houston Texans, I believe that, you know, they're probably not going to have Deshaun Watson playing or starting because I believe they want to try to keep him injury-free if they try to use him as trade bait or get a, finally get a deal they want as the league decides what they want to do with the situation. But I just, I just think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. And I believe the Houston Texans will get that win. Houston 20, Jacksonville 13. And then we got the Chargers going to take on the Washington football team. And I believe this will be a close game. I'm going to go with the Washington football team, however, to pull out the victory based on that defense. And Chargers 23, Washington 24. Then we have Minnesota at Cincinnati. And... It'll be interesting to see how the Minnesota offense performs this year. Of course, they have Cook. He's going to also always do his thing. But about those receiving core, I think it's not going to be as as good as it was in previous years. Also, Cincinnati with Burrow returning, also bringing in some weapons he's familiar with. So, we're going to see how this goes. But I believe Cincinnati will defeat the Vikings with a final score, Cincinnati 31 Minnesota 27. And then we have the New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Carolina at home. And we're going to see how Darnold gets acquainted with this Carolina offense. He has some weapons there, of course, with Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. Carolina also has a sneaky good defense. And the New York Jets with their rookie quarterback, how would they come in there with perform? Definitely believe Carolina will be able to take care of the Jets with a final score Carolina 26, New York Jets 17. And then we have the Philadelphia Eagles flying south to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And it'll be interesting as well to see how Matt Ryan performs now that Julio Jones is gone and who will be his more some of his more reliable targets. And with the Philadelphia Eagles, with Jalen Hurst believed to be the starter unless there's a trade with, for Deshaun Watson late in this preseason but with Jalen Hurts I believe this is going to be the season that he begins to 
to make a name for himself as far as earning the respect of the Philly fans and the team, his teammates, of course, and the coaching staff beginning to trust him more. Even though they may be, be looking to see if they can try to get Deshaun Watson for the right deal, I think Jalen Hurts is ready for the challenge. He has some new weapons. He has brought in Smith, the ace receiver. He has Riga. He has some nice running backs that can complement the passing game. He also has some scramble ability. I think he wants to work on that completion percentage and not taking too many unnecessary risks passing the ball and also protecting himself when he decides to scramble. But I have the Philadelphia Eagles pulling out this victory against the Falcons with a final score of Philly 34, Atlanta 27. And then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo Bills, one of the other games I thought would be the best matchups of the week. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers... I'm, I'm curious to see how that rookie running back is going to perform against that Buffalo defense, which is pretty good in their own right. Also, the Buffalo offense is going to probably continue to be explosive, but I think that Pittsburgh Steelers secondary, Mega Fitzpatrick particularly, will be able to try to ballhawk some of those deep bombs he tries down the sideline. So I'm looking for a few interceptions here, maybe a, a strip fumble there. But I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will pull out this victory with the defense in the running game. Final score, Pittsburgh 29, Buffalo 27. But this will be a good game, I believe. Then we have Seattle versus the Colts. And the Colts probably still waiting to see if Carson Wentz will come back healthy when he will be ready. Also, Seattle with Russell Wilson and those receivers. I don't think they're going to have any problem with the Indianapolis Colts. Even though the Colts have defense, I don't think their offense will be able to do enough to keep up with the pace that the Seattle Seahawks will probably set offensively and scoring. So I have Seattle 24, Indianapolis Colts 13. And in the Sunday evening games, we have Cleveland versus Kansas City. Now this is going to be a good one, I believe, as well. Cleveland with that revamped defense, now bringing in Clowney and, you know, the, the Cleveland offense speaks for itself with those weapons at receiver and everybody seems to be help, fully healthy now. The weapons at running back, everybody seems to be fully healthy now. So, Baker Mayfield, I think he's getting some confidence from his himself and his team and his coaching staff. I think he's going to be ready this season to prove that he's not... He's not just going to be a quarterback that can push aside and bring in, bring in the next guy. I think he wants to take control of the situation and show he can do what it takes for this Cleveland Browns offense and team to be successful. The only thing is the Kansas City Chiefs definitely known for their offensive firepower. So this game I look to be a shootout. But I think down the stretch, the Cleveland Browns defense may make one or two key plays that will allow them to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs at home. And the final score, Cleveland 29, Kansas City 23. But I think this will be a good game, but I'm going for the upset. You never know. Looking for the Cleveland Browns to do big things this season. So we'll see if they can start off on the right foot, on the right note against the key competitor of the AFC. Then we have Denver versus New York Giants. New York Giants getting Saquon Barkley back. And I believe they will have enough to defeat the Broncos with a final score. Giants 21, Broncos 17. Then we have the Green Bay at New Orleans. Two offensive firepowers, two offensive powerhouses. 
And will Jameis Winston have what it takes and not throw any interceptions or too many interceptions, protect the ball? And will Taysom Hill come in for that gadget play to keep the defense off balance, to run a little zone read, zone option, reverse trickeration, quarterback throwback? And will Green Bay continue their offensive prowess with Aaron Rodgers returning with Red Randall Cobb at receiver and think the Green Bay offense will be a little more fluid with the Saints missing their key or one of their star receivers, Mike Thomas. I'm going to go Green Bay 34, New Orleans 24, but this will be an entertaining game, I believe. Also, Miami at New England. New England with that revamped defense, revamped weapons on offense. Miami Tool coming into another season. How will he, how will he progress? With his awareness and his maturity as a quarterback and a leader of men, decision making, we'll see. But I have to go New England 31, Dolphins 21. And in the night game, we have the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. And this game, I believe, will be a close game. These two teams are both known for their defense. And the Rams definitely also morally known for their offense than the Chicago Bears at this juncture. But who's to say if the Bears will start Fields or Dalton? I'm doing this picks in August, so you know it's not like I can predict who will be the starting quarterback. But against that Rams defense, I have to say, regardless of who the starting quarterback is, I think the Rams will be able to get after him, and that defense will make their impression known in the game. So I'm going to go Los Angeles Rams 21, Chicago Bears 20. And in the Monday night game, we have Baltimore at the Las Vegas Raiders. And in this game, I have a close high-scoring game. It'll be interesting to see what kind of progress Lamar Jackson has made on his passing in this in this playbook and this style of play they use with so much run heavy and passing the tight ends. And it'll be interesting to see how Gruden and Carr utilize all these weapons they now have on offense with all these receivers, running backs. They have Jacobs. They have Drake. They have so much offensive explosiveness, not to mention the tight end, nice receiving core. So, only question with the Raiders would be their defense. But one thing they did do was draft a lot of safeties. And I think the, the, the plan there, the vision there is to have these young safeties roaming the, roaming the secondary so they can intercept these passes from these teams that they try to keep scoring against the Raiders because we think we pretty much know the Raiders are at least going to be able to score this season and there's going to be a lot of chances for teams trying to catch up and tie the game or come back on the Raiders passing and maybe that's when some of these brand new DBs will come in for the Raiders and make some key plays so I'm going to go for upset here Baltimore 27 Vegas Raiders 33 get that nice victory over the Ravens at home. So we'll see how the games go. Like I said, I'm doing these picks in August. It's August 8th. It's August 17th, maybe the 18th by the time I drop this. So just see how the season goes on week one. Maybe you agree with some of these picks. Maybe you don't, but we'll see how it goes. That's why they play the game. 
And that's why we make the picks to see if we're right, we're wrong, where were we wrong, and how wrong were we. But I still would put my picks, compare my picks to anybody on TV, any host, any network. You can go game for game. <laughs> but I just want to thank you all for checking out the show. Thank you for checking out another episode of the Rob U Sports Show. As we go on the NFL 2021 season, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Tell me who's your favorite team. Leave some feedback. Also, be safe out there. Be blessed. And I'll see you on the next. Peace.